Hello, everyone. You are listening to a bonus episode of Family Matters, a Miller Street podcast. I'm your co-host, Edwin Allen, and in this episode, I'm going to share a poem that I wrote about my parents. Enjoy. You better stop moving. This poem does not have a title. I was four years old in my earliest memories of you. On Saturday mornings, we used to ride the high-speed line back and forth between Camden and Philly just for fun. I always liked sitting in the first seat of the front car so I could watch the train tracks disappear under my feet as we reached speeds that made me feel powerful. You made me feel protected. I was five when you taught me how to ride a bike. How to take on the world, how to tackle my fears. At six, you made it clear that you would never leave my side. You said you'd be the last man standing, watching my back, guarding my left and my right, shielding my front. But that was a front. Seven, eight, nine, I was nine years old the day you left. I remember sitting on the living room floor as I watched the door shut on our relationship. I was shocked and confused. Like a breaking news ticker streaming at the bottom of the screens in my mind, he's not coming back, it read just as you turned your back. Trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together, I asked my mom to connect the dots, to give me a clue, but like in a game of charades, she couldn't speak. So instead, I played catch with her tears and managed to catch every single one before they reached her chin. Mom, don't cry, I said. Because what else could I say? Ten. Eleven was when I thought I had figured it out. Somehow you knew my truth before I ever spoke it, and it was too much for you to bear. Perhaps you couldn't stand the thought of everyone knowing that you had a faggot for a son, so you left out of shame and left me to blame myself. I hated myself for not being perfect, for not playing ball, for not being worth it for you to stay. Twelve, thirteen, you hopped back into my life as though you had never left. You said we would spend more time together. Yet there I was, alone, sitting on the curb, looking down the street, waiting for you to arrive, squinting my eyes, hoping to catch a glimmer of your love for me. Some days you'd show, most days you wouldn't. It all seemed like a game to you, and I was the one getting played. Fourteen, fifteen, I was sixteen when my mother dared to tell me the truth, that the streets had lured you. The women, the drugs, the alcohol, you weren't fit to be a king, so you traded your crown for the cracks in the pavement of our broken city. You traded our love for a fleeting lust that's gone before it arrives. You traded lifelong memories for a momentary haze, anything to escape the mess you made. Seventeen, you came to graduation. An unearned ticket, but I gave it to you anyway because I thought sharing that day together could be a turning point for you. Eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, you came to graduation. Another unearned ticket, but I gave it to you anyway because I thought sharing that day together could be a turning point for you. 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. I'm 28, and I don't know whether you're dead or alive, or whether knowing even matters. But here's something I know for sure. 
I know that the narratives of Black families too often center on the failures of Black fathers instead of the strength, courage, and wisdom of Black mothers who are out here walking among us as legends, superhumans, aliens from another planet with the power to twist tragedy into triumph on their own, who alone can make a sunflower grow from the concrete and make a rainbow fall from the sky and into your lap. Black mothers are bringing biblical miracles back. And I am their living, breathing testimony, Evelyn's testimony, a testament to her truth, her power, her steadfast love. Have you read the parable of the Black mother and society? How against all odds, she defeated Goliath and raised a son in a world stacked against them both. In a world where young black men are being shot down like moving targets in a video game. In a world where young black mothers have to work two and three jobs just to put the poverty line in sight. Just to reach but not cross. Just to look but not enter. No trespassing allowed on the land of opportunity, but she moved forward anyway. We lost our home, she moved forward anyway. We lost our car, she walked forward anyway. Low on faith, she lived on anyway. Low on money, she fed me anyway. Low on hope, she loved me anyway. And it's because of her that I'm not defined by your absence, but rather by her love. It's because of her that I've stopped counting the number of years you've been gone. Instead, I count the number of years the two of us have left together in this plane, in this dimension, this realm, before we cross over into a place where the love between a mother and son persists after time no longer exists. This poem is about this bond that can't be broken, can't be threatened. This poem is about victory for a mother and son.